Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey people, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And, and this, this is season four of Better Let Me Tell You. Before we have to start paying royalty fees. <laughs> the song is so good. Melon Cake by Demi Lovato. There's nothing about a melon cake that sounds appetizing at all. That's one of the reasons why she relapsed. I would have too. So she... Well, welcome everyone. <laughs> welcome. Episode 1... 156. One, how is everybody? Everybody's doing good. You know, if you're driving, that means you have gas. Yes. I mean, not you personally. It we means will, your car we will has, get that to a minute, fuel. In a minute. Um, happy Friday, everyone. Yes. Happy, happy Friday, and also happy, you know, Friday before basically what becomes like almost a week-long extravaganza for us. Can you go through it again? Because there's just so much that, like, You're just exhausted brain... right now. Yeah. I know, you're like Brittany when she was learning the choreography. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just got so much events in my head right now. Y'all, I just, I don't know. So, Wednesday, May 19th, see everybody at Beat Culture for our second trivia night. If you didn't make it for the first one, make it for this one. It was a lot of fun, and there's prizes involved. You know, people like free shit. Then, Thursday, May 20th, at Union Beer, we expect to see all of you who are within the Miami area. At and Un- Broward. And Broward. Well, yeah, South Florida area. Um, you know, at Union Beer for the launch of Bean Pump Boil, where we're going to be debuting our, I don't know if we've said it on, on the show, but... Uh, Miami's first Wayaba y Queso Wings. That's You're that's welcome. Our, that's our signature uh, thing. And then for those of you who are going to be out and about at the Sobe uh, Wine and Food Festival, we're going to be at the uh, at the Friday event. Not as like vendors or anything, but we're going to be out there. You know, so keep an eye out. Um, we're going to be at the Heineken Burger Bash. So if you see us, say hi and you know take pictures and post because that's what we do now. I'm just happy I have a calendar app. Yes. Remember the days when you didn't? Remember the days when you relied on me? To just tell you, like, hey, yeah. be here on Tuesday at 3 But now, between the stuff with the podcast, now the stuff with the chicken, now the stuff with my office, with my guardianship, with my parents, it's like, I live and die by the calendar. Yes, you do. Welcome. welcome. So, like, when somebody tells me something, hey, I'm like, no, hold on, let oh, me look at the calendar. Welcome to my world, babe. Mm. <laughs> so, yes, we have a jam-packed week coming up, and I, I, I'm super excited. Not gonna lie, I'm a little nervous about the wings, but I'm. I'm. I'm I mean, I'm tired just thinking about it. But <laughs> you know, if I made it through cram, if if I made it through exams, I always say if I made it through exams in law school, I can make it through most things. It's true. Bring yeah. it on. Bring yeah, it on. yeah. So whatever. Anyway, um. So yes, please come and have chicken wings with us. At yes. Union. And, and 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 trivia and. Yes. All of it. Yes, all of it. All of it. Make it up. Make it up and let me tell you week. Why not? I'm just going to take a nap now. <laughs> See, I, I'm done with the episode. <laughs> I already I already told Jose, I'm like, listen, on Saturday, I may just like wake up, go have coffee, 
y plantarme on the couch and just watch an SVU marathon, but I just don't want to be bothered. Is that the Saturday <laughs> after our chicken wings? Yes. There's nothing to do that Saturday? Hold on, let me check my calendar. I'm sure I'm sure there's something I have to build. I'm sure there's something I have to build or some law. Somebody's moving and I have to help them move. Every time somebody's moving, it's like, hey, can you help me move? And I'm like, does my last, do I look like, what was it, Benkins? Never mind. No, 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 no. Yeah, you know what? We are past the age of, you know, sure, I'll help you move for, you know, pizza and a beer. No, 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 no. Back to the melon cake. Yes, which sounds horrible. So, well, yeah, that's what made Demi relapse. So, I... I, I love, love, love Demi Lovato. I'm a huge fan. And she May have mentioned it once or twice. Her um, album, actually, a couple of weeks ago. It's, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's called... Wait, what is it called? Dancing with the Devil, The Art of Starting Over. That's what it's called. It took me a minute. Um, and it's really cool because, like, the first three songs are, like, the dark songs. Okay. And then she kind of has like a little intro track where she talks. Okay. And then it's the art of starting over. So it's like a, uh, it's like her journey. Yes. Okay. It's chronological. Okay. And one of the songs, Melon Cake, she, in in the last few years, you know, she was thinner. She looked freaking amazing. <laughs> I, I hate to say it because she wasn't happy, but she looked awesome. Um, she... You know, she had a very, very restricted diet because right. of her management. Um, and she, for her birthday, she couldn't have a regular cake. They would give her a melon cake, which basically what they would do is uh, they would s- slice up a lemon, you know, obviously uh, take, middle. Out, uh-huh. take out the, um, the the seeds and all that. Yeah, and all that. And then put like fat-free dairy topping around it. Ugh. And that would be her melon cake. I would have done heroin too. Yeah. And... Um, it's interesting. So she has a song about that, how she's like, no more melon cake on my birthday. And the song kind of says how she apparently had an, a, an assistant or somebody in her team that mm. one day gave her chocolate and they got fired. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, 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 the thing that she tries to talk about in the album, what she talked about in her documentary, is that she was sober for eight years. Mm-hmm. And... She was like, I was miserable because she she was restricted in so many ways. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, you know, I, I look at it from a point of view. It's like that's something, you know, thankfully I've never struggled right, with. Right. So I don't want to pass judgment or say like, well, yeah, that's what sobriety is. Well, I mean, you know? but it is. Right, but, 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 is wanting but, but, to do, but I feel is wanting to shoot up and not right. Doing but I it. but I feel that unless you've been in that situation, I, I I don't really feel I'm in the position to say. You know, because from the outside, you're kind of like, well, you're sober and you're healthy. Like, what are you so miserable mm-hmm. about, right? But you know, well, but that's why AA. You know, the, the the their whole mantra is, you know, just take it one day at a time because that's all you can. Right. But she she's always said that all her issues of substance abuse are stemmed from her eating disorder. Mm. And um, you know, obviously, we we all know this that when you grow up in the public eye and you're. True. In her case, a pop star specifically, you have to look a certain way. You have to be sexy and you have to yeah. wear certain outfits and, you know, and all that. Porque ella, in her last album, mm-hmm. which she was her thinnest, she, I thought she looked great. She looked thick with a double C, you know. Um, I thought she looked um, fantastic. Right. But there were still a lot of people are like, gorda está ella? And I'm like... It's like, Cuño, pero what more do you want? Right, right. You like, want to be a bobblehead. It's like, what more do you want? You right, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, whatever. Never going to be happy. Anyway. <sighs> so, are you out of gas? I mean, physically, I think you and I are getting close to fumes with everything that we've got going on. But, oh, no. I am not close to... I think to... this gas issue... I know you're not having a problem, Mr. Tesla. I'm <laughs> certainly not having a problem because I got myself an electric car. You saw this coming, didn't you? A booyah. A <laughs> I can't say that I can't say that that was the only reason why I got an electric right. car, but yeah, I mean, I mean, whatever. That's a whole huge conversation. Honestly, see, we're no for that because I live in an apartment. I pro- I would like to get one too. But. We're not gonna. I mean, that's a whole conversation we're not gonna get into now. Uh, but electric vehicle technology has come far enough that right. it's 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 not a gamble. Uh, anymore. It's approachable, right? And 
you know, my car, <laughs> I've told you this, when people found out I got a Tesla, I was like, whoa, you no. must be doing really well. And I'm like, have you checked what Tesla start at? No. Because I was like. It's, it's affordable. My car is almost the same price as a fully decked Honda Accord. <laughs> Just an FYI. Yeah. Like, um, but whatever. But yeah, it's like, that was one of the reasons. I'm like, you know, gas prices in the last few years were lower, but they're, but gas prices historically have a tendency of going up and down. And, you know, yeah. and then people, you know, start to scramble. And it's like, no, 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 no. You know what? I, this is now something that's attainable. Right, so, right. you know, and, and now it's like in a nice car that, had, you know, is performing. See, it's not some weird looking. That, that, that was another thing. I... Oh, no. I came, I went from yes, having one of the most gas guzzling cars on the road, you know, uh, Dodge Charger, Charger SR, you know, scat pack with like a 6.4 liter engine to having a Tesla. Like, as one does. Um, but yeah, now I see all this foolishness going around. And I'm like, booyah. I'm like, doesn't affect okay, me whatsoever. But-, but, but, but going back to the whole issue with the gas, this foolishness is self imposed in a way. Th- th- that's what I was going to say. You well, know, let's take a step back. Okay, so there was a hack, right? With, well, with... well, no, before we take a step oh, back, okay, what, okay, what, okay. what, what oh, okay. I was trying to say before we talk about the issue oh, okay, okay. is that, you know, there's so many things every day and so many things we talk about that it's like a letdown of humanity. This is one of them. This is one of them. Yeah. Because they told us not to panic. So What's many, the first thing you they know, do? So many, like the president of AAA, who never makes statements, by the way, <laughs> made a public statement. You know, all these organizations having to do with fuel and the EPA and all that said, there is gas, especially in Florida. I you actually, are... I, I want to read a statement because I, I actually took a screenshot of, of something that I wanted to read specific to gas. So uh, to your point, quote, generally speaking, that gasoline is flowing from a line from Colonial Pipeline from Georgia, and those are the areas I would expect to be troublesome in Florida, Dehan continued. Now, this is somebody who's like part of some, you know, fuel, whatever. Now, the rest of the state, not so much of a problem. The reason for that is much of Florida receives waterborne shipments from the Gulf Coast directly. At Everglades. Tampa, Everglades. Orlando, Miami, really the lower two-thirds of the state, along with Jacksonville, are all served via barge. And yet, on my way here tonight to record, había líneas que parecía que si tú me hubieras dicho que había un ciclón, I will believe you. Yeah. So, you know, everybody said, but, but the problem is that, like everything else, this became political. So, you know, the governor of Florida, who is already running for president in 2024. Yes, he's um, running on the, um, on the, on the, he looks like a puffy version of a John, yeah, he already, of a John Hughes teen movie villain. He already, he already declared a state of emergency in Florida. He did? He did. Based on what? Because we're going to run out of gas. Based he, on, no, 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 I, I reiterate my because question. Because he's, based he's, on he's, what? He said exactly what you said, right? But he said just in case. He sort of did a just in case. Oh, you know, while we have enough reserves in Florida and Florida's not directly affected. We're completely fine. Just in case we're going to do that. Why? So that in three years or three and a half years, he can be like, oh, remember when Biden, you know, fucked up and we ran out of gas? You know, I was the one who declared it. Which, for the record, this has nothing to do with policy, right? Well, what I think is interesting, and this this will go back to... The setup. (laughs) The setup. So what happened was that there was a Russian breach. Mm Mm-hmm. Of it was a hack. A hack of the pipeline and the... The colonial pipeline. The right? colonial po- uh, pipeline, mm-hmm. which is a private entity. It is not controlled by the government. It is okay. not a government-based or subsidized um, resource, or, resource okay. or pipeline. Okay. And there was a Russian hack. And due to the hack, they couldn't... The pipeline wasn't working. Although the, the pipeline started working as of Wednesday, 5 p.m. But now... Although it's already working, there's they're backed up for a few days. Okay, but fine. Right. Everybody's working from right. home anyway. What I think is interesting, and again, everything becomes politicized. It's that the group of people, the side that is now criticizing 
the current president and the current mm-hmm. administration. Oh, because you should have known that Russia was going to do this, and you should have known that now Russia the bad was going to do this. So now, now, right now, right? Russia's the bad now, guy. Now, now Russia's the bad guy, right? The, now when Russia colluded in the election, right? Now right? the big bad wolf, and and, right. and now when Russia colluded in the election, and you know, which was a fact, right? Right, right, right? and as then, is this, right. And then the other side at that time was like, listen, Russia's colluding in the election. No, no, no. That's a bunch of hearsay. That's not true. Oh, no, no, no. But now it's true. Right. 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 No. So now Russia is the bad guy. Right. 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 And now he's the one being weak on Russia. So it's like, oh, my God. Can everybody just shut up and like. Just shut the fuck keep up. Calm and, come on, keep calm and carry on. Yeah. Like. Whatever, dude. It, it's like just the the thing the I, I the, the thing went down. Get it up again, and now and that's figure it. out how lives. to prevent this in the future. And that's this it. is this is twenty twenty toilet paper all over again. <sighs> I'm still trying to figure out what the hell those people did. Was everybody just planning to be a mummy for Halloween last year? I don't know. Where did the toilet paper go? Where did it go? Where did it go? And what I thought was interesting, going back to the toilet paper, the, the, the toilet paper um, shortage of twenty twenty shortage debacle. I like to think of of twenty twenty. <laughs> Pre, you know, pandemic, the pandemic edition. edition. Okay, so I could understand that for months when COVID first, you know, came around in March of last year, that like cleaning products or antibacterial soap and stuff like that. I could understand that going off the shelves. Because people were doing more than usual. Correct. But why toilet paper? Because it wasn't even napkins. It was toilet paper. Well, it was napkins once toilet papers ran out. Right. But why toilet paper? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because it wasn't paper towels. Yeah. It wasn't napkins. It yeah. wasn't. And like, oh, you know, we've been through a lot of like hurricanes and we know a lot of things that go out. Toilet paper is not one of them. Aquí jamás y nunca sacado el papel de, de toilet. Yeah. So, I mean... Was COVID going to affect the water source? Like, I don't know. Like, Was it going to make you shit more? I, I can't remember if we talked about it here on the show. I'm sure we did. I'm sure we touched on it. You know, that was probably like 50 episodes ago. Um, well, no, yeah, it was around yeah. episode 100. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when we were supposed to have our 100th episode. Um, I, I didn't understand that. And now with the gas, there you go. Did you see the well? You there is a sh- you know why there's a shortage? There's going to be a shortage because people are scared of the shortage. So now it's also that mentality of like, oh, I have to have all the gas, right? I have to have and then all and of then it. of course, yeah, the pictures have coming up of people with like you know freaking like kitty sized pools in the back of their car filling them up with gas. You know what? I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I'm just gonna say it. You know what? If their car catches fire, I'm not gonna feel bad. Are you planning on going to the moon with all that gas? Like, are you like? What are you gonna do with it? Fueling up a rocket? What are you like, gonna do with it? Because you don't have a place. Clearly, you're putting it in a fucking you know storage bin or whatever. You don't have a place to store it, and gas evaporates. So what are you just gonna leave this outside in your backyard? It's not like you're trying to fill up your generator. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because generators go through a lot of gas. Fair enough, but right. right. But electricity is not the problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's people are stupid. It's just it's crazy. It's, I'm ready for the meteorite. No, no, it, it's it's it, when when I saw the president of AAA making a statement, I'm like, "Wanda <laughs> Teombre, saca la cara." AAA of all like the most benign. Yeah, really. Like beige, people, people forget you know, it exists. Uh, organization. I love AAA. By the way, um, you've been a member for years. Of AAA. Yes, yes. I love AAA. And I love going to the AAA travel agency. They give you maps. I always think of you with the triptych. The triptych's amazing. Yep. The, tri- <laughs> the triptych. Oh, yeah. I drove from... I flew to I flew to Las Vegas. Then I crossed the Mojave Desert down to San Diego. And I went from San Diego to Vancouver. No, without GPS. All yeah. on my triptych. On the triptych? E, that triptych would... Like, to the last corner where to turn would tell me. I'm like, see... See, the, the, you could do it without a... Unlike the GPS that actively tried to kill us when we were on a cliff and it said to turn right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, <laughs> when I went to North Carolina last year, I, this is something that I thought about a lot. That we were looking for the cabin, like oh. the cabin rental. Of course, it was in the middle of the night because why would you get there at noon, right? You never do. If you're going in the winter, you're never going to get and there. And I remember it was telling me to keep on. And like, like I think about this quite often. It... It was a thing that I had to turn right onto like a dirt road, mm-hmm. but it didn't tell you how right. Okay, right, when you okay, turned okay. right, if you would have kept going straight, 
mm-hmm. you would have fallen off the road. Oh, you had to like turn right and then like steer like hug right, the road, yeah, and, sort right, right, of, right. and get on there. And I remember looking, and I'm like, uh, it's like really like darker than usual in yes. front. I'm like, yeah, because there was like a thirty foot drop. <laughs> like, Thank God you went slow. Yeah. Um. So yeah, people, it, they get over the gas issue. La gasolina no se va a acabar. I mean, come on. And you know what another thing? You know what another thing? Oh, everything becomes political. Just an uh, FYI, it's political now. Gas prices are generally higher in the summer. Not only that, they're generally not determined by the government. Okay, it's supply and demand, right? It's supply and demand, and it's kind of complicated because it's also set by I forget OPEC. OPEC, yes, OPEC. which is kind of OPEC, which is like this kind of governing body of fuel of fuel that's international that it doesn't necessarily have to do with the economy but somehow there's like a million different factors that go in and out to gas price right because when gas prices hit an all-time high in like i think it was like 2004 2005 it's like four dollars a gallon yeah and at that moment the economy wasn't bad because a lot of people think that gas prices are are um, Based on parallel economy. or in line with the economy, mm-hmm. and they're not. Um, there's a lot of different factors that go into it, but it's like everything else. If it happens under your watch and it it's goes down, yeah, it's your fault. Great, you brought down gas prices. If it goes yeah. up under your watch, even if you did nothing about it, uh, right? No, it's your fault. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, you're not gonna win. So yeah, stop it, people. <laughs> Enough with take the, gas. the bu- Take the bus or get a bike. Get a bike. Get a bike or get a Tesla. Or get a Tesla. <laughs> get a Tesla. And if you get a Tesla, let me know because I could give you my referral code Ooh. and you could get a thousand supercharged miles. Oh, I don't know Chicos what that means. Buenísimo. What is it? No, the supercharged miles when, on Tesla. Uh-huh. When you buy a Tesla, okay. when you order a Tesla, excuse me, because you don't buy a Tesla. When you order a Tesla, it asks you, are you being uh, referred by any Tesla owner? Okay. And then you put their link because they give you a, a, a special link when you buy a te- when you order a Tesla, when you are a Tesla owner. I mean, he drank the Kool-Aid already, guys. And um, if you use somebody's link, that person gets a thousand supercharged miles and then you get a thousand supercharged and miles. And what are supercharged supercharged miles? Supercharged miles is at you in the Tesla station. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. You could charge your car for free up, up to, to a thousand miles. miles. Okay. So you got a thousand miles for free. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like when I've gone to Wawa to charge my car, uh-huh. I got it free because I'm I I use my neighbor's referral code. It's nice. Ya tu ves. So I've been wanting to ask you about this for quite some time now. This story actually was first uh, reported <laughs> was first reported back in April April twenty six um, by our by our friend of the podcast, Louis Aguirre. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know we if you we do love us some Louis Aguirre, our, our very own eco warrior out there fighting the good fight. But this story was about a Miami private school mm-hmm. warning their staff that they would threaten to fire any of their staff who takes the COVID nineteen. Oh yeah, that school, those crazy people. Um, for those of you who didn't know this, there's a South Florida. It's a private school. It's it's not a it's not one of our bigger schools necessarily. Um, basically, they're saying that you know any of the employees who who get a vaccine will be fired. I mean, at the end of the day, um, and it, there have been parents who tried to get their kids out of the school and they couldn't because there's they they're contracted to the end of the year and you know it's a whole kerfuffle. But the reason that I bring it up is because the minute I, I heard this, I immediately started thinking, and this is why you're a lawyer and I come to you. I was thinking, doesn't that violate... Sir? I mean, number one, you just lie. You know what I mean? Just don't tell them you got the damn vaccine. But doesn't that violate certain like HIPAA laws? And, and I know that's not your area of expertise necessarily, but isn't there legal grounds for for the fire... If, if, if a person is fired to, you know, to combat them or, or to have some type of legal standing? Um... For the employee to... So the employee, right. The employee goes and gets the vaccine. They come back and they're like, me vacune. And they're like, you're fired. Isn't it... Doesn't that fall under because we're talking about a medical situation? Um, okay, so... No, because... Not being... Okay, so... Not being vaccinated... Mm-hmm. Well, being vaccinated or not being vaccinated doesn't matter which one... Right, 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 right. groups you are. That's not a protected class. So... That you you can't fire on that. 
I'm sorry, you can't sue on that grass on, the, on those grounds. So the way that I would approach it, it would be if through a HIPAA violation, but that's not a HIPAA violation because they're they're asking you. If I remember the story correctly, they mm -hmm. said that anybody that had been vaccinated up to that day was fine. But moving forward, somebody could not get vaccinated. I will, Which is still bullshit. I will probably think that that's not a HIPAA violation because they're not asking you for your medical records. They're not looking into your medical records. It's kind of sort of, I would think. I mean, this this is a lot of hypotheticals. Right, because, right, right, because we don't know. What they were asking was so just... Un Stupid. Stupid. Stupid and unfounded that it's like it's kind of hard to answer in in a kind of a pragmatic okay in, in, you know educational way okay. or intellectual way. <laughs> um, it, it's not a HIPAA violation because they're not looking into your medical records. They're kind of taking your word for it. Okay, and you're not a protected class. So can they fire you? Probably, and it's a it's a private school. Mm -hmm. So can they fire you? Yeah, I don't see. Um, I would just think there's some violation there somewhere. I don't see because they're how... basically saying you cannot get of you, you you cannot receive a degree of medical attention that you have deemed necessary for your own well being. Right, but but I mean they're threatening your job. Right, but that's when you are suing for wrongful termination because mm -hmm. that's what it would be right you have to there's certain only certain reasons that you could sue for wrongful termination okay right and i can't think of where that would fall i know it sounds crazy i know it sounds crazy but i can't think of where that would fall because again vaccinations whether you're vaccinated or not that's not a protected class mm -hmm. so there goes that um and so any anything with discrimination with all, all of that um you can't the only the I, only I, I see your gears turning the only thing i can think of is like for example, it, I mean, this is the only thing I could think of. If you want to get vaccinated, but the school tells you you can't, so mm. you don't, and you catch COVID from somebody in the school, right, right, and you, you suffer can, some type of imperable harm, right, you can hold them liable. Then maybe, just maybe, then that will even be a stretch. You could sue for some type of negligence. Like I'm trying to like think of elements and stuff. Right. You, you maybe you could sue her on, on some type of negligence mm -hmm. or some yeah of workplace negligence or what I would would be interesting because I'm really now like thinking outside I, I the see, box. I see you. I what I would no because I was thinking would that fall under workers comp? Like I'm not that I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh no, I don't know. Right, because if you're told that you can't get vaccinated, and then you but get work, no, but no, because well, be, see, it's very no, because, because I mean, you can't sue comp, if you get a cold from a kid, huh? You, well, because you, you can't sue if you get a cold from a no, but this student. is different because in this particular case, like they're they, no, no, because this is not liability based. So no, they could sue you. They could they could fire you, even was, though they're basically threatening you with from to avoid you from taking preventative measures measures yes. for your own yes. health. But these people are freaking crazy. Oh, like, yeah. These people, oh, yeah. like, it came out there, like, they they were, like... Did, did you hear what they said about the pregnant lady? What did they say about the pregnant they lady? They said that, this, because their whole thing is that they don't know the long-term effect, which is... It, okay, if you're going to tell me, like, you don't know the long-term effects of the vaccine or whatever, you know what? Fair. Okay? Fair. We don't, right? Let, let's let's be upfront about it, right? For all we know, 10 years from now, it could be like, hey, everybody, you're going to grow a, another head out of your ear or whatever. But they were saying that it's like, no, because it was a case of someone who who got vaccinated and came into contact with a pregnant woman and the pregnant woman miscarried. It's like, Oh, really? It's like, right, yes. That's exactly the reason that she oh, miscarried. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. That's exactly no, no, why no. she miscarried. No, no, because no, no. She, but she, you know, I remember because the thing is that when the principal spoke to, like, the principal of this school spoke on uh, Zoom 
to like the parents and the faculty mm-hmm. and all that. And somebody recorded the meeting. Oh, okay, okay. Right? And if I recall correctly, she said something like, oh, I know someone or somebody here at the school knows someone who missed." It was one of those anecdotal. And I'm like, and I'm like okay, so you believe that. But you don't believe infectious disease, you know. See the CDC, the CDC, and infectious disease doctors, right. you know, Doctor Fauci or whatever other Whoever, doctor yeah. that is telling you otherwise. You don't believe that you're going with and with basically an urban legend, right? That's sort of like you know people in my office that you know want a million dollars because they were an offender bender, and then and when you tell them no, you can't have a million. Pero mi vecino dice. Pero yo conozco a alguien que le dieron quinientos mil dólares, and I'm like, okay. All right. So how do I even begin to counter and you answer can't. You that? You can't. You can't. So, but yeah, no, those people are like really crazy. But wait, did you say, because this part I hadn't heard. Um, did you say that parents tried to pull their kids out of the school? There were some parents who tried to pull their kids out of school. And I'm actually going to pull up the article um, right now. So forgive me one moment while I look that up. Um, um Several parents told Local 10 News they're outraged by the policy. Some parents pulled their children from the school earlier um, because the school was not enforcing mask wearing or social distancing, despite a student testing positive for COVID in September. And then other parents have been forced to keep their children enrolled until the term ends on June 18th because they said the school refuses to refund any tuition that was already paid. Mira, I think I've said this here on the show, and I'll say it again. (laughs) I think that when you live. In- hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In a first world country, and especially us Americans, that we tend to be so spoiled. Yeah. And we act like, you know, nasty children. I think you kind of lose sight of stuff. And let me explain. We've gotten vaccinated, right? And like, I, I, let me give you an example. The other day I was at Starbucks Mm -hmm. and at Starbucks, they don't, the Starbucks are not open. Like you could go in to get your drink. Yes. 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 But you cannot sit. You can't sit there. Yeah. And the other day I went to get my drink, my uh, guava, guava lemonade. (laughs) And, as I am walking out, I, I, I'm walking out, I have my mask on, I'm right, walking right. out, I'm still in the store. I got a message on my phone. I put, so they give me the drink, I put the straw in, I got right. a message on my phone, and I was kind of reading the text message, so I was kind of like really walking slowly towards right, the exit. Right, 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 right. I took my first sip of the drink. Okay. And yeah, the girl was like, excuse me, sir, you can't drink that in the store. And I'm like, okay. You could go on an airplane, but right. you can't take a sip of your drink at, at Starbucks, Starbucks while you are stepping out. Right. And there was nobody in the store, right? Right, right. It's a common sense thing. Like, those are the type of things that's like, okay, we have a large percentage of the population already that's gotten vaccinated. At least for So I think that there are certain things that can be... Just, just calm, calm down. Calm you down. know, calm down, Starbucks. You know... Uh, you fit master optional now. Right. Actually, I was about to say that, talk about that. So I think there's certain things that it's like, okay, calm down. Like, br- bring it down a notch, okay? Right. The numbers are going down. There are a lot of people that are vaccinated. Right. I'm, you know, in like my particular case, I was stepping out of the store. I was right, maybe, you weren't just standing I there. I was maybe 10 feet away from the door. Right. Right? Like, 
the, the the mask police like sir you can't drink inside the store you know i saw my mask on i just had it under my chin so like th things like that like now it's like okay well what's the point of getting vaccinated if like something as simple right. as that it's like it's still like right. right but on the flip side to that right and still, like, large public gatherings, especially indoors, this is the, the part of wearing a mask that I've n never understood is, like, the people that have had such a big deal with it. And I'm like, really? Like, are we such entitled son of a bitches here in the U.S.? Listen. That, like, it's such a big deal. It's such a nuisance to wear a mask favorite, that weighs a whole ounce. My like, favorite was people who were like, you know, oh my God, it's so annoying to wear to the supermarket. It's so restrictive. And da, da, da. And these are people who I would literally turn out and be like, I agree with you. It sucks. Wearing the mask, you know what? It is uncomfortable. But come talk to me when you go to the gym four times a week and do 30 minutes on a treadmill with a mask and then do free weights. Because if I can do it, if I can do that, I don't want to hear you bitch right, about but, how hard it is to walk down an aisle Right, but the, the, the argument I would make about that is that that's optional, right? That's why that is a reason... I have not gone to the back to the gym because I sweat like on MF. Yeah. So... Yo, with the beard and the sweating and the this and that, and the hat I'm like, and everything, yeah. and and I'm not even going to deal with the mask at a gym. So, for now, I've decided that until they don't give you the option of not wearing a mask, right. I'm vaccinated, so I'm good, right? right? Until they don't give you that option. Now you told me about UFIT. I didn't know that in UFIT it was optional. Yeah, yeah. That'll make me rethink going back to to it because I'm dying to go back to the gym. Um, I, I'm like, okay, I will remove myself from this situation because. Mm -hmm. I want to go and not have to wear a mask, right? right? So I'm not going to bitch and complain about it. I'm just not going to go, right. right? But to other stuff like, you know, going to the store, going to the supermarket, whatever. That's the part about wearing a mask that I've never quite gotten what what people are so irate about. It's like, coño, it's like there's so many problems in the world and there's so many issues abroad and so many stuff if and a mask we're here is your, complaining yeah. if a mask is your biggest problem yeah you we're have here no complaining problems. that our constitutional rights are being like stripped away because we're wearing a stupid mask that costs nothing that it's just it weighs nothing it, that's it's, the part that i've never understood is it annoying yes do we wish we didn't have to wear it yeah but i think it's such a small price price to pay to you know deal with what we were dealing with right. you know it's you know it, here in the u.s i mean we 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 are whiners and we're complainers and the moment that something happens that we're not you know a hundred percent on board with we all go we all go karen we all turn into karen you know and it's like yeah bada come down i love it i love it well you know, you know what else we, we love to do, especially down here in South Florida? Mm. We love to eat. Oh, yes. And you and I are going to be uh, going to the Sobe Wine and Food Festival. Um, so this week, we actually have with us the creator of, of the Sobe WFF, Sobe Wine and Food Festival, uh, Lee Schrager. And he's going to talk to us about, you know, it's the 20th anniversary. Like, it's crazy to think it's been around for 20 years. But also, you know, all the protocols that are being taken, um, you know, the 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 masks and distancing and the reduction in attendance and all that good stuff. So without further ado, here we have our chat with Lee Schrager. All right, mi gente. Now, as we said, this week's guest, it, let's just say he has probably like the best job in the world. He is the founder and director of the Sobe Food and Wine Festival. I mean, my dream is to oversee that much food. Thank you for joining us, uh, Lee Schrager. Good to be here. Happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Now, you know, I, I just want to jump into it because we're looking at the 20th anniversary of, of the festival this year, right? Like, did you did you ever think when you started this 20 years ago that it would be this much of an, I'm going to use the I word, of an icon of South Florida events? No, no, we had no idea. We had no long-term plan, no long-term vision. We just, uh, you know, kind of uh, took it uh, event by event and built it to where it's at today, 20 years later. 20 years later. Wow. So I know we're coming off of COVID, technically still in COVID. Um, you know, it's a food event. I think what a lot of people are wondering right now is, you know, what precautions are being taken? You know, because they want to go out, they want to have fun, but they want to be safe, right? And sure. we all want to be safe. So what 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 can we expect in terms of that? 
well, safety and comfort is our number one priority. And at any point in time, up until, you know, a day or two beforehand, if we don't feel like we can produce the most safe, comfortable environment for our talent, the consumers, our sponsors, the city of Miami Beach, we, you know, we're not moving on. You know, we don't need to be back. We don't need to be the first people back. We need to be the first people back doing it correctly. And that's really our commitment and our promise to all of, you know, to the city and, uh, you know, to the, uh, talent and consumers um you know the, the festival will look and feel different mm-hmm. this year but the message will remain the same to you know eat drink educate and this year support local so uh some of the biggest changes you know every event will take place outdoors events that were you know things like the burger bash that had one big session will now be divided into two, two sessions um, oh. Yeah, best of the best will be, you know, two different nights rather than one night. The tribute dinners outdoors, um, grand tasting, we'll have an early session and late session. So, you know, numbers cut drastically, uh, number of events cut down. So our focus is really going to be on, as I said, you know, keeping it the safest that we can possibly do. Yeah. So you heard it here, people. Either you put on your masks or there's no event. All right. I'm not going to say it again. All right. You got to. Oh, well, first, you have to get in and you're going to have to attest to uh, yeah, that you have been tested uh, and or that you have a negative test and or you've been vaccinated. You know, that's the first thing you have to attest to that. Okay. Then once you get in, other than, you know, when you're eating and drinking and that will be at seating areas this year, there's mask wearing. And that's how it needs to be this year. So we can, you know, there'll be a following year on 21st year and the other events like ours across the country, will be back in the safest way. Absolutely. Now, I know you mentioned, you know, it's going to be fewer, um, you know, fewer right. th- than previous years. But what I think is fantastic, and again, as a Miami homegrown boy, that I appreciate and I thank you for is that 80% of your lineup, even with reduced, is still going to be local-based. So, Well, it was important, it, you know, it was important, you know, that we support local and the focus be on local. And, you know, let's face it, you know, people like John George and uh, – Thomas Keller are considered local this year, and, uh, you know, they're, they're big names. Um, but, you know, it was really important to us to support and to showcase people who have been supporting us from the very beginning here in South Florida. Yeah, no, and as somebody who, I mean, our show has had, you know, Eileen from Finca, we've had Gio from Chat Chow, Seth, you sure. know, Burger Beast. It's really important to us that, you know, events like yours really recognize where they're taking place, you know, and, and by doing that, I think a big part of it is making sure that local is included. You know, you, you got to give it that flavor. So I just wanted to say thank you for that because, well, you know, sometimes it's very easy for these events to just kind of jump in and, and be like, oh, yeah, we're taking place X, you know, in X city and it has sure. no reflection of it, oh. uh, you know. Local is going to be important this year. It's always been important, but this year more than ever. Yeah, and if you guys doubt that, there's literally an event called Croquetas and Cocktails. You cannot get more Miami than Croquetas and Cocktails, okay? Like, you know, it, it just, it is what it is. Um, now, for those who don't know, you know, I know that the festival has, you know, as we said, it's the 20th anniversary, but it really ultimately is a fundraiser, right? It, it is a, a fundraiser in, in conjunction with, I believe, FIU. Could you tell us a little bit more about yeah, that? Yeah, I, I, I would be frightened to think after 20 years that people don't know that, we, you know, 100% of the net proceeds benefit the Chaplin School of Hospitality and Tourism Management at Florida International University. I mean, that's been our message, eat, drink, educate, and we're educating the students at Florida International University. I always assume it's everybody. It's someone's first year, right? So let's make sure that they understand it. And you know, even last year, and I think this is something that that needs to be, you know, it, it really praised. Is even with all of the COVID that was going on over the last year, you know, obviously we didn't have an event, but you still managed to continue the event in in some format. Um, I think what is it? Every what was it monthly? You would have, you know, these these fundraisers where very you could go and get, you know, night owl cookies. And I'm not gonna lie, I went to a couple, but that's also just because I have any excuse to go see drag queens in residential areas. Um, <laughs> is is a draw for me. Um, you know, and I think that's great. What led you to to do that last year? You know, what was that brain? Oh, you know, we we did have our festival last year. We worked in February. We were the last weekend, and probably one of the last national events that took place in this country. Oh wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, you know, we, we were February 27th or 28th, and, you know, everything got shut down right after that. So we were fortunate that we were the last event out and probably the first event in. And, um, you know, throughout the year from, you know, late March of uh, last year, we were fundraising and raising money for the local community. As you 
stated we did bake sales at my house for eight weekends starting in April that went through to the end of May, um, you know, where they, we'd invite local uh, restaurants to participate and sell food and that they, you know, obviously benefited from. We were involved in, you know, we did a lot of programming. We, uh, we did a whole series with Chat Chow on educate cocktail classes. We did lots of culinary classes. You know, we, we did, you know, we were doing it. We're out there doing it from, from the get-go. We were the first people doing it. We raised millions of dollars doing it, you know, not only for the industry, uh, but for, you know, a bunch of other organizations, but all focused on uh, relief and recovery. Yeah, and, and I have to say, I mean, it, it was so necessary, you know, and, and the fact that you guys stepped up is, is definitely to be commended. Now, moving yeah. back to this year, um, you know, it's a four-day festival. It's, it's in May. Um, where can they go to, to get tickets? Where can our, our listeners go to get tickets? They can go to our website, which is www.sobewff.org, sobewinefoodfestival.org. Uh, or if you can't remember that, just go to our website. Just Google, you know, South Beach Wine and Food Festival. One way or the other, you'll get to our ticket site. Yeah, and we'll be tagging on our Instagram and on the details of this episode as well. So there's no excuse, guys. You have many, many ways to find the tickets to what is, quite frankly, one of my favorite events of the year. I'm not just blowing smoke. It's because I'm a glutton. That is why it's one of my favorite events of the year. Um, so now, you know, as as we wrap up, and, and again, thank you, Lee. I know you have a very hectic schedule of, you know. No I'm happy to be here. On, on to the next, right? I know you're a New Yorker. I know there is the New York uh, Wine and Food Festival, but level with us. Sobe's your favorite, right? Come Sobe's on. my favorite. You know, listen, there are things I enjoy um, more about doing producing an event in New York. Uh, and there are things I enjoy about here. You know, they're totally different festivals. You know, we built it around the demographic and the settings. You know, so, um, I, you know, I love the backdrop. of You know, I love being on the beach down here in South Beach, but I love having, you know, the, the backdrop of New York City. I love how easy it is because most of the talent That's lives true. in New York. Um, it's a great time of year in October when all the cookbooks come out, so we have access to great talent, but I, I, I couldn't pick one over the other. I mean, really, I, I have to say there are u- unique events to both cities, and I have as many friends, you know, working in New York as I do in South Florida. So uh, I look forward to them both equally, and that's really the truth. Well, that, spoken like a proud father of both, really. That's what it sounds like. Uh, so, Lee, you know, again, thank you so much for taking time out. I can't wait. Hopefully, get to see you at one of the events. I know that you probably are from event to event and probably have like about a split second. And I wouldn't be surprised if you told me you learned how to teleport just to be able to make it from one to the other. I wish. <laughs> All right, Lee. Well, thank you. Me. I'll learn. Yeah, you know I'll, I'll, I'll do it. We'll, we'll, we'll get on that. We'll look into it. It's the one thing I did not learn during quarantine is how mm. to teleport. Learned how to bake a lot of things. Didn't learn how to teleport. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you learn, let me know. All right. I'll, I'll do a TED talk. How's that? I'll invite well, you. Even better. I'll look forward to it. <laughs> All right, Lee. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Nice to chat with you guys. And uh, thank you to all your listeners who have been supporting us for 20 years. Yes, yes. Can't wait to make it 20 more. Not you and I both. <laughs> Take care. And we're back. I still can't believe it's been 20 years that the Sobe Wine and Food Festival has been around. Like, it makes sense. But it's like, man, 20 years. Actually, it can. <laughs> but, but it's for another reason. Because I remember... I, you know how there's certain things in your life that you use them as a historical marker. One of mine is law school, like pre-law school, post-law school, my life, pre-law school, post-law school, you know, the the big move to Michigan. Um, And I remember being at the beach. I guess it would have been one of the first ones with the whole, all the tents and all that. And it was pre-law school. So, (laughs) so, so yeah, 20 years. (laughs) Wow. It's been that long since you've been in law school? I started law school. Hello, you helped me move. This fall, it will be 18 years. Jesus Christ. Can you believe it? Wow. It could vote. 18 years. And about half of those years, we were driving through Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) That's a story for another day. Uh, no, well, I mean, it's, not, it's really not much of a still, story. Still one of my favorite when stops. we drove, when I uh, moved to Michigan and I drove up, you know, with my all my stuff in my car, it helped me move. Um, you know, this is one of the reasons why we have a podcast. It's true. Uh, um, and the, for some reason, the route 
we took had us driving through Alabama. I remember in Alabama, we went to Havana. That's right. Yeah. Havana, Alabama. We're like, okay. Um, And just, we drove all of Alabama from like one end to the other. Yeah, seriously. You thought Florida was long. North and south, not east and west. (laughs) Um, And it just took forever. I mean, I I think we're in Alabama like six or seven days. It felt. felt. Like we may still be there actually. That's why we just Alabama. (laughs) I mean, I grew up going to Mobile, Alabama and I, you know me, I'm... I'm very positive. I right. no matter something where, to find. No matter, no matter where I go, I'm like, oh, middle of nowhere, you know. But it has a charming post office, right? Like, hey, que vista, que, que vista más linda, or, yeah, you know. Look at these quaint little street lights, right? I'm hoping one day I feel that way about Alabama. <laughs> I'll just leave it that way. There. <laughs> All right. Well, since we've been driving through Alabama for so damn long, I think we're thirsty. So, can I confess something? You're not thirsty. <laughs> I am. Do you know what songs I don't like? <laughs> and I'm just going to say it here in public on the podcast. What? I don't like Sweet Carolina. I don't like Sweet Home Alabama. Okay. I said it. I don't have feelings. I don't have feelings about Sweet Home Alabama, but I have feelings about Sweet Caroline. <sighs> I, you know what I hate about Sweet Caroline? Okay, actually. Oh, did I, have, I touch a nerve? You did. You did. You know what? We're, we're postponing oh, the sodas oh, for a second. Oh. Okay. I don't like that song for a couple reasons. One is because... Well, okay. That's, let's go let's eliminate number one. Because Anglo? Because I'm, I'm not white and Anglo. But also... I think one, that's probably the whole... That's, yeah, that encompasses say, everything. Yeah, you don't need to say anything. That else. encompasses everything. But like one time I was listening to some ra- morning radio show, and this was like a good 15 something years ago, and they were for God knows what reason interviewing Caroline Kennedy. And one of the hosts, she was talking to her and she was like, you know, oh, you know, when I was a kid, you know, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I used to love to go, you know, we lived in the same town as you and I used to love to go and see, you know, the, the horses and as you were riding the horses and it was so beautiful and you looked so great on your horse. And Carolyn Kennedy was, just, was like, you know, okay, whatever. And I was like, y esa es la antipática that they wrote that song about. So I'm like, no, yo le hice la cruja, la canción estúpida. That song is about her. That song is about her. That's how much interest I've had. And that is one of those songs. That's one of those songs that, you know what? Again, to your point about being white, that's one of those songs that when you play it, no matter any white place, they're just like, oh my God, sweet Caroline. I'm like, shut up. It's the white people equivalent of La Paella. I've always said this, you know, I could pass until I open up my mouth. Because, <laughs> you know, I have light eyes and, you know, right, right. sort of fair skin. <laughs> Not that I've ever, not that I've ever cared to pass. Right, it wasn't because that's an, never been a thing. An for aspiration, me, yeah, an aspiration for me. But like, when you play like "Sweet Caroline," "Sweet Home Alabama," and "Margaritaville," I'm like, wow, that's like the whole, that's the white <laughs> trinity. I'm like, wow, I'm so not. This is so not my element. Like, Sweet like Carolina. I mean. Play La Chica de Gang. I mean, <laughs> so please do not give me Neil Diamond's greatest hits. Listen, it's not worse than me saying Imagine is the most overrated song in the world. You know what's funny about you saying that? Before you would say that, I was indifferent about that song. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. But after you started hating on that song, I have to tell you, I started hating on the song a little bit too. <laughs> And which is weird because I'm I usually don't fall for peer pressure, but it, but I'm not peer pressure. But it's so true. It's like man, you want to talk about self righteous bullshit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I want to listen to some cheesy song about world peace, I'll listen to We Are the World. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. The how do you know whole cast of people? Right. You know, <laughs> and you know, and was much more melodic, Consume. and you could sing along too. I love when people are like, my favorite song is Imagine by John Lennon, and I was inspired by Joni Mitchell. God, it's like, who hurt you as a child? Okay, okay, we totally got off. Okay, this was a little bit of a petty little this segment. Is a petty, a petty bitch, a section. petty bitch yeah. segment. Yeah. So, but we love all of our listeners. And listen, if you like Sweet Home Alabama or uh, Sweet Home Alabama or Sweet, or Sweet Caroline or Margaritaville, you rock and own you it. own it, own and it. You 
have fun and you know what we'll play that song in the next song and then we'll play El Grupo Nietzsche yeah you know Caballo Viejo or Caballo Viejo whatever <laughs> and we will have a multicultural fun time I think we're starting to build our playlist for our eventual uh, anniversary party that we'll have at some point <laughs> can that be the music they play before we get there like the, the pre-party pre-party okay while people are arriving okay great. or setting up so anyway let's setting go up to the, our, let's, setting up the rinse and repeat as you say go, let's go before we get ourselves further in the hole yes um so i'm very thirsty okay, so um no, yeah, well. last soda so last week was mother's day so yes. a belated uh mother's day happy mother's, uh, day happy mother's day to all the amazing amazing mothers absolutely out there or you know people that want to be mothers you know mother figures it's, it's mother figures uh, <laughs> no, you don't find him funny. I would say, because I'm a mother lover. You're a mother lover. We Is that uh, Jimmy? That's uh, Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg. Lonely, Lonely Island. Anyway, um, so last week on CBS Sunday Morning. Right, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> they they had a, a story that really, like, I, I thought was so nice. And um, I looked it up. And I actually saw the documentary and I loved it. It's called Duty Free. Mm -hmm. So my last soda goes to Cyan uh, Pierre Regis. So he is a filmmaker and his mom got laid off last year at 75. Oh. But she's still like very, you know, active. But, but who's going to hire you at 75? Full of life I mean, and whatever. Yeah. And that was the problem she yeah. was having. So he said, you know what? Fuck that. They did a bucket list of things of her for her to do mm -hmm. and he makes a documentary on that oh yeah. and it's called duty free yes so they even went skydiving oh, love it and she was totally like on board for all of this stuff Aww. and it was also good because it, you know like many people he had his life and his career and and you know maybe didn't spend as much time as he wanted to with right, his mom right. previous to that and um yeah which we're all guilty of obviously yeah, no. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Fair enough, but maybe quality time, shall I say? Right. So, um, so I thought it was really, it was really endearing. It was very nice. So, I, if somebody wants to watch like something fun and something, something uplifting, uplifting, watch Duty Free, and he's getting my last soda and. I forget it's what on the streamers it is, and I forget which one it was because since there's like fifty of them now, um, <laughs> just roll the dice, guys. You'll find it. <laughs> I forget which one it was. I think it was Netflix or Hulu or was it Amazon or, or HBO Max <laughs> or Paramount Plus or was it Tubi? <laughs> was it Tubi? <laughs> no, not Zubi. Tubi. Um, yeah. Wait, hold on. YouTube Red. Or you know, again, it's it's for a dick. Wait no, and now I gotta find out because the thing is that I have I have all of them, so I just put it and I. You just go. You watch. Yeah. Okay, people, find it on your just own. Find it. It's duty, duty free. free. Duty free. Find it. So my last soda, ostensibly, this is gonna be a flat soda. Oh. Even though, okay, it's a flat soda because what this woman did is illegal. But I'm, but but she, intri but I'm intrigued. So I don't know if you heard about this story. Um, did you hear about the, the Florida woman who was arrested because she was posing as a high school student to get more Instagram followers? Why did I just think of Hillary Duff? Hillary Duff would not do that. No, I know. I thought about Hillary Duff. Why? Younger. Oh, that's true. It's kind of okay. It well, it's in real life. Apparently, it gets you arrested. <laughs> Um, so this 28-year-old Florida woman is accused of posing as a high school student in a vain attempt to boost her follower count on social media. How old is she? 28. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She, it's not like she's 22. No. So she went into American Senior High in Hialeah. Oh. Yes. This is just logo. Yeah, this just happened like yesterday. And she was carrying pamphlets promoting her Instagram page on Monday morning. She wore a backpack and carried a skateboard as she wandered the halls, filming herself and asking students to follow her account. So a couple of times security... So the security guards, like, one time, you know, pulled her over or whatever. And she said, oh, no, I'm looking for the office. I'm registering. I'm a new student, whatever. But instead of going to the office, she went back to the halls and she kept roaming. Eventually, they, you know, they caught on that something was off and they kicked her out of the, you know, out of the school and then were able to track her by her Instagram account. They were able to follow her, to find her. 
and arrest her because ultimately, I mean, she was trespassing, and and Unless she was. and at the end of the day, she was able to get onto a school property, circumventing all of the security. I mean, in this case, it was some Mieda yeah, trying yeah. to get followers. Couldn't but she just buy followers like everybody else? Like everyone else does? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Especially sophisticated entrepreneurs. Um, wow, I just said that. Yeah. Um, That's because you're making moves. Wow. <laughs> that is really desperate. I mean, is this a world we... Well, no, this totally is a world we live <laughs> yes, in Yes, we just have it now written down. But yes, so I'm giving her a, a gasless soda. And, and what she got charged with trespassing? She got charged with. Uh, da, 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 da. She was taken into custody and charges of burglary, interfering with a school function, and resisting arrest without violence. Oh, resisting arrest! Wow. You you know what? I, like yep. I have to say. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, it, the scariest part about that is that she was able to get on campus, like you know, with no. No problem. You know what? I have to say, like, no, yeah, it is terrible. But and, with that said, and she got on all those things, but it's like, man, her determination to get Instagram followers. Yeah, listen, is like, guys, we didn't do that. Something tells me that there's a documentary being filmed that we don't know about. I mean, all we did was make stickers. Yeah. <laughs> so don't you sit there trying to give me more excuses. Uh, I don't have time, time for this. I'm off, off to play in Houston. Sorry, we were talking about Hillary Duff. <laughs> well, we're just one degree away from her now. We totally are. Yeah. With um. <laughs> with Anna. Uh, yeah. Anna be fine. Yeah. Um. Wow. Wow. Maybe she, she would have said she was Hillary Duff. No, because the kids in high school now will be like Lizzie McGuire. What? That's true. They don't know Lizzie McGuire. Do, do kids? Well, I was gonna say, do kids in high school now know Hannah Montana? Yeah, but those would have been the ones who no. They might know of no. her, but they were like four. No, because Hannah Montana already ended like 10 years ago. So they would have been like eight. Yeah, they could have grown up like when they were... That's what I'm saying. They Maybe they were like five when it was on air. Yeah. But definitely not Lizzie McGuire. No, no. For... Lizzie McGuire would have been pre-law school. That's... <laughs> you know why I know that? You know why I know that? Because I'll never forget, I mean, you know me and my photographic memory, that when I moved to Michigan, the first time I went to the movie theater, which would have been the fall of 2003, um, the movie theater was playing the Lizzie McGuire movie. Oh, wow. Which that I was at the end of the series. Yeah, that was was the finale. Why do I even know this? That was the finale of the series. Why do I know this? Why, Why do I know this? Why would you not know it? Why not? That's like... People like tell me when Disney Plus mm-hmm. first came out yeah. that I'm like, oh shit! Like one of the shows I would be most excited to watch was Even Stevens. Oh, I love because I love that show yeah. with Shia LaBeouf, and it's like, oh, he was on a show, and I'm like, how did you not know that show? That, that was so popular. Remember also that we were watching Disney Channel a little later than we probably should have been. <laughs> That may be true. No, no, but people <laughs> I that own it. I no, own no, it. No, but people that didn't know, like, didn't know. Yeah, but when, you know, when that show came out, we were probably, like, in our late teens. Yeah, still, it would have been. <laughs> it was still after. I like how you were going to try to make the yeah, case for it. I was like, like, no, but wait, how old were we? Oh, no, yeah, we were, like, yeah, 18, 19. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but really. It was, I don't care. No, you mean to tell me that Disney doesn't know that 18 and 19-year-olds were watching That's So Raven? Of course they did. Or even High School Musical? Of course they did. One, two, and three? Yes. <laughs> Saw all three of them and Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. <laughs> a what? Sharpay had a spinoff movie. Yeah. That was that was the pink girl, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ashley Tisdale. I mean, nah, nah. I don't think of her anymore. You know what I think of Ashley Tisdale now? What? Candace. From oh, Phineas that's and true. Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, Phineas and Which, by the way, to our listeners... um. Last week, I think we talked about Rolling Stones. Oh, yeah. Top. Well, no, no. You and I talked about it. We didn't we, talk about it on air. Sometimes I'm, I'm losing track. Like, I see that. I see that. We talked about like Rolling Stone had a the top, top 100 sitcoms. Uh, sitcoms of all time. And Phineas and Ferb was there. As it should be. I was happy that it was there. But I think of her as... As Candace. Yeah. I really tried to get Tristan to Phineas and Ferb. Really, really tried. And I think he's doing it to spite me. <laughs> not getting it into to spite me, but that's another story. But anyway, wow, <sighs> that's so Raven. Um, the, <laughs> wow, I have had such a long day, people. I, I feel like I'm just watching you unravel, and it's I kind have, of great because I'm thinking of 
I'm thinking of Neil Diamond, but I said that so wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Um, on that note, on I think it's note, time to wrap it up. What is it that I say at the end? I hope we grab your batterito. Your <laughs> dude, help me out. Um, okay, a... so we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. Uh huh. And or don't forget. No, and remember to grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. And don't forget, guys. May nineteenth trivia at Beat Culture. May twentieth. Is our debut pop up at Beam, at Union Beer for Bean Pampoyo? Follow us at Bean Pampoyo M I A, and I think that's pretty much it. That's why you're in PR. I, well, I'm not, but thank you. Well, everybody, we <laughs> hoped. I you already said it. Okay, everybody, have Bye. a great weekend. Bye. <laughs> Wake up. Doo-doo. Better Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Better Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.